Hey, Real Nerds. There's many ways to enjoy the Real Nerds podcast. You can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and now Spotify and iHeartRadio. You can see what we're up to around town by following us at Real Nerds on Instagram. And if you want to send us your thoughts, you can email us at realnerds at gmail.com or call us at 720-6NERDS5. Like us on Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast or tweet us at Real Nerds. And now on with the show. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can talk through film. I'm sorry, take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd will come out of the gods. Let's action. This is Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast for all your movie needs. I am Ryan, and joining me is Zach. Hello. And Brad. Hey there. We're coming to you through the magic of Zoom and the internet. The internet is a magical place where people go to talk about movies they don't like and why everything sucks. What, how does it go in <laughs> Jay inside of Bob straight back? Where, he's, uh, where Jay says, what the fuck is the internet? <laughs> what is Banky? I mean, uh, uh, the internet Holden is a place say. where people go to trade porn and uh, bitch about movies. Yeah, there we go. I knew, it, knew one of us would remember. Anyways, every week we see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, we got on board. Whoop, whoop, the bullet train. Were we going off the rails on a bullet train? Dun, 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 dun. I made some really awesome train noises and gun sounds there. And Come on, everyone, man! <laughs> and, and and everyone goes, "Wow, are you? Do you have one of those programs where you just hit a button and it makes a sound?" No, everybody, that was me. It's 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 uh, Ryan Frost, the man of a thousand fully voices. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I still have a full explosion at it. Screw you. Mel, Bl- Mel Blank wants your autograph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the, um, oh no, I wasn't saying to put it in. I'm just saying that my mimicking of him was so spot on that people cannot tell the difference. He's saying, Brad, we don't need your, your editing services because we've got Ryan as our own personal Foley station. Totally. Nice. I'm not needed. Nice. <laughs> and also, I, you know, I found an interesting fact out today. Did you know that root beer floats were credited to have started in Colorado? No. Yeah, uh, Cripple Creek Brewery in 1893 mm. um, is the first. Uh, is I'm sure he wasn't the first, but he's credited as inventing the uh, root beer float down there. So yeah. there's some Colorado fun fact for you. Let's hope he wasn't racist. <laughs> there's a a uh, oh gosh a. Uh thrift store in Littleton that has like a root beer bar. Ooh. Maybe that's why. Um, Cause I was like, there's more than just one flavor of root beer <laughs> enough to have a bar. <laughs> Actually. The, so there is, um, there is a uh, gas station in, uh, in Idaho Springs and next to it, it's not part of the gas station, but there's a country store and they have like, tons of different flavors of root beer and the best one is 
caramel flavored root beer. It is so good. Did, I just have this image now of Brad in a root beer bar going like, man, why do you need this much root beer? And then some old man comes from behind the bar going like, there's more to the root beer than you know, boy. You know that little uh, sound of the the bar stool skirt now? like, And like, what'd you say to me? <laughs> You're cut off, Brad. Ah, I'm cut off when I say I'm cut off. <laughs> I'll drink as much sarsaparilla as I want. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my bar. <laughs> so we also will hit on the big news story of the week, movie-wise. And we're also going to do one thing that you would recommend. One thing that you would recommend. But we start the show like we always start the show. Brad, do you recommend Bullet Train? It's fine. It's fun. It's uh like a big budget version of a student film script um of an action movie. A lot of smoke and aces vibes in it. Uh but I, I think uh the characters are pretty fun. So um very CGI heavy. It it's yeah, it's not the worst thing. Zach, will you board the bullet train? Gladly I will. Um yeah, like Brad said, it's it's not it's it's not like any big revelatory thing, but I I really liked watching David Leach direct a bunch of movie stars in an action movie on a train. It feels like we don't get a kind of movie like that much these days where it's just there's no IP attached to it apart from the book, but it's centered around movie star charisma and <clears throat> stunning fight choreography and like the CGI in there is, is intrusive in places, but it's not the overwhelming force of the movie that's selling it. So I, I absolutely recommend it. Yeah, I do too. I think it's pretty fun. I think on both use guys's points is there's nothing earth shattering behind it, but it's a, it's a fun movie to just sit back and chill for two hours and enjoy your popcorn and, you know, just have fun. Here's the trailer for Bullet Train. Konnichiwa. Right on schedule. Deer Creek International Business Solutions, how can I help you? I am ready. Well, that's great, Ladybug. Ladybug? Your new operational name. Oh, I see what you're doing. Ladybug's supposed to be lucky. Ha! You don't have bad luck. Really? My bad luck is biblical. I'm not even trying to kill people if someone dies. Remember the suicidal bellboy? You drove him to the hospital. Hang in there, buddy! And he didn't die. Okay, the wedding. Tequila? Johannesburg. It's time for some change. You want it simple for your first job back? It doesn't get simpler. We need to find a person who took that case. That's too easy. Shit. What? Remember those two wackos from the Bolivia job? The twins? Yeah, I'm not so sure they're twins. Get off the train. You stab me? I would never start coming for you. What? I missed my stop. Something else going on here. Hi. You don't remember me. You look like every white homeless man I've ever seen. Really? You don't remember me? 
In Bullet Train, Brad Pitt stars as a not really an assassin, but he kind of is. Uh, what does he call himself? Like a delivery guy or something like, like a that? Bag man or something? I don't know. Anyways, he's uh, boarding the bullet train because he needs to get this case of $18 million off the train because his handler wants it, played by Sandra Bullock. And uh, when he gets on there, there's uh, another story afoot where there is a Russian son who was kidnapped by gangsters who is picked up by a couple assassins named Tangerine and Lemon. And there's also the prince played by Joey King. And it's really just them trying to get to the end of the line, which is in Kyoto station. And there is a uh, diesel amongst them. Um, One of the fun little things throughout the film is lemon relates everybody because he watched Thomas, the tank engine as a kid. And he, uh, he says everybody teaches him to read people. And throughout the runtime of the film, he assigns characters from Thomas, the tank engine. Um, and diesel, I guess is kind of like the snake in the grass. Oh, and there's also a snake in it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally a snake. Yeah, there literally is a snake in it. So yeah, I mean that's really the basic premise of the film, and it's it's fun. I mean, um, I, I kind of like Brad Pitt in his, um, not I guess not technically Ocean's Eleven, but it kind of is, where he's kind of just aloof, but he's fun, you know. In this, mm-hmm. uh, what is the guy tells me he looks like a hippie. Oh, God, I can't remember. I literally saw this movie yesterday. Um, but there's lots of fun moments, uh, him talking to people, and then the the mystery that unravels at the end is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, <clears throat> I think, like, whenever David Leach does something, it seems like I'm there to just, I know what I'm in for. I'm in for choreography. And I I get it in, in stride in this film. Um some of this, even some of the stuff that was outside of the train where there's clearly a CG element, like we're still fun and action packed. I actually love Tangerine and Lemon's story the most. Like if out of any of the oh, characters yeah. that I liked following, it's those two. It's Brad Pitt's fun. He he definitely carries the film. 
but it's it's a good place to just find a rich full of like car full of celebrities, including Channing Tatum, which wow, wasn't expecting that, but <laughs> Yeah, that was a funny thing when, you know, when Bruce, uh, Bruce, uh, when Brad Pitt sits down and he says, hey, you want to make 200 bucks? And he says, is this a sex thing? Because I totally <laughs> do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I agree. I think um, Aaron Taylor Johnson is the best in the film. Uh, I think his, he is really fun. And um, I think his, him and. I don't even know the other actor's name, but he's great too. But they have a great uh, storyline and really good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, like I said, like, I mean, I guess I kind of wish that it didn't. If I had one criticism, like, I liked in some way, in some places where they were switching back and forth uh, between time in order to clarify some stuff. But there was like, the journey of the water bottle was a fun joke, but I was kind of just like, we're already in a momentum here. I don't know if you need to stop at this point. You, you, your, your action scenes are carrying this alone. Uh, it's it's uh, Brian Tyree Henry. He's great in it. Uh, he plays yeah. Lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, really, I think the most underwhelming part is I think Michael Shannon's big boss reveal was a little underwhelming. Yeah. You know, he's supposed to, be this like badass guy and i don't know like, i i guess don't I, they spoil that in the trailer anyway though like uh maybe i don't remember but i was kind of hoping because i heard that there was um like really cool cameos in it mm-hmm. and i was hoping that that was going to be the ryan reynolds cameo uh, oh yeah <laughs> but i mean in this one he's kind of paying you know brad pitt back for his deadpool 2 which is yeah. also directed by the same director yeah. Um, there's a good Channing Tatum uh for uh Lost City uh cameo. Yeah. In yeah. There too. Yep. Yeah, we so, we've been yeah, we uh, had did that you one. step away, Brad. <laughs> I'm going to go get the yeah, I'll be continue. I'm going to be out for like 5 minutes. Um Cool. Yeah, and then, but Sandra Bullock was also like well known from the get-go, but they kind of just they try to like almost hide her as if though she's a surprise and I'm like, "We know your voice. You're Sandra yeah, Bullock." Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's a little too iconic to hide. Yeah. Um, um but, but um, Yeah, I, but I did like the you know, Joey King had a really interesting uh arc in it where you know, she's kind of the um well, the diesel throughout it where she manipulates a lot of people and she's, you know, one of the most dangerous in it. And, you know, it's fun. And I just kept, I I kept on waiting for the white death to be cooler. I don't know. Maybe it's the way Michael Shannon played it. He played it really um, understated and it Mm -hmm. didn't, he kind of felt like he was bored in the movie. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I got that feeling, but I mean, like, I think that, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's look, we're I almost like want to say in a certain way we should be grateful for this film because like we don't get a lot of like star-driven vehicles like this anymore. So it's kind of nice to just watch that unfold. Yeah, you know, that's the <laughs> the streaming thing is going to keep on coming up, but you know, you, you you do not get those anymore. I mean, really maybe Knives Out and its sequel coming up are the last kind of you know, big star driven ones where it's you know because yeah. this movie does have lots of action in it 
but it also has a lot of people sitting and talking on a train where they have to be, you know, entertaining and deliver the dialogue in a way that keeps you invested. And I mean, it's like, I think it goes by really fast. I I mean, I know it's over two hours, but I don't think it feels like it. No, no, Um, no, no, no. It felt pretty quick. Like I went with a friend of mine and we got out and we were just, and I just, I just felt like I just got here. (laughs) Like, So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a swell over overall fun time. Yeah. You know, when I was, I went to the Alamo yesterday and I saw it at noon and, uh, my popcorn bowl was so good because they must've just popped the popcorn and I always get the truffle oil one. Mm-hmm. And when it was delivered to me, you could hear it still like popping off the popcorn. Oh, it was so good. Ah, oh, nice. nice. I know. I almost went back today because I was just, I don't know. I was in like a, I didn't want to do anything mode today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, maybe I'll just go see another movie. But then I decided I didn't want to do anything at all. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Um, but, you know, cause there's a lot of movies I want to see right now. Yeah. I feel like I've missed. I Anyways. still need to see Top Gun. So that's, I'm going to be yeah. going back to the, to the Alamo <laughs> soon. <laughs> for shame. But yeah, I mean, that's about it for, I mean, bullet train. There's, there's not a lot to it. Um, I, I did like at the end when the train crashed and uh, before it crashed, uh, Lemon says, oh, you know, I finally made myself. I, and then I feel like gained a new brother. Oh, that line and was says, great. Really? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and then even when he crashed and he was uh, Brad Pitt was going through the train in slow motion was really funny. Yeah. And he took, you know, the coffee uh, kettle off the face. There's like little silly things or um, I forget the Japanese Pokemon style anime they had playing, but <laughs> the little mascot thing that kept on getting like punched and stuff throughout it, I thought was really silly. Yeah, no, it's 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 uh, there's uh, the, oh, the um, the Zazzy Beats uh, appearance was a fun like cap. There's fun capsule like side fights in this movie. Oh, that, yeah. Like, that are just delightful to watch yeah i don't know the guy who plays the wolf but his uh his thing was fun yeah brad are you back yep right on nice brad is there anything you want to add to um bullet train uh maybe like a more interesting story i guess uh uh yeah it's 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 definitely like a you know it's it's made by stunt people and special effects people so uh it's it's a lot of spectacle uh, somewhere in the middle there's a uh, someone tried to write a script about uh fate and the meaning of it i guess uh it just felt one of those like college level meditations on fate <laughs> it was like thrown in there just to like make the movie deeper but it just it felt hollow overall you know um, there, there was that really great bit where uh, the elder was talking about plums and Brad Pitt and uh, and Lemon weren't understanding what he was saying. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. And like maybe it, it, it knows that it's like it's in there and it's it's like mean, kind of like, you know, empty. So mm-hmm. maybe that's just a thing. Yeah, it just it would be nice if there was like all this, you know, all the spectacle meant something you know 
Um, yeah, and, and like I was saying, I, I think it, it's just fun, you know. Yeah. There's it doesn't and it doesn't strive to be anything but fun, and that's cool. Yeah, you need those every once in a while because you know sometimes it gets really tiring watching serious movies all the time, which I have to gear myself up for for November and December. You know, <laughs> your life sometimes is so hard. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, like where it's. What was what was I mean? I think it was last year when it was seriously depressing movie after depressing movie we were watching. I yeah. like, man, this sucks. <laughs> I just I just want to see a train crash at two hundred miles per hour through a city. Give me some minions. I'll watch minions just to break up the series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just I don't want to be depressed. <laughs> cool. We're gonna scour the trades and find the biggest movie news story of the week. It's real news! So you see, back in the olden days, the trades were the papers that people would read to see what's going on in Hollywood. We don't do that anymore. We look on the internet. Which I forgot to do. (laughs) Oh, great. I was going to ask you, what did you find? But yeah, you didn't do your homework. So now what? Well, usually, usually Zach does it. And I was hoping that he's going to bail me out. Uh, it seems like Warner Brothers is, is just digging themselves a deeper hole. There's that. I know. And their, um, their excuses are just so pathetic. Um, and, you know, because, yeah, there isn't really anything else going on. Unless, did I miss something, Zach? Uh, I guess uh, Wolfgang Peterson died. There's that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Good. Air Force One. Yep. Das Boot. Never ending story. Yep. Get yep. off Get off this realm, I guess, is what he's going to say now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, another you know argument for physical is, I mean, HBO Max is literally taking episodes off of shows they're already streaming. On their site, um, which I've noticed because uh, I watched, um, you know, last week tonight with John Oliver, and some of his episodes from they only have two seasons up for one, and then some of the older seasons will jump from like episode eleven to twelve. I mean, eleven to like fourteen or something. So they even take some of those down, which I still don't understand this dude's reasoning does anyone even know what he's doing sounds like he's just going after like i don't know stuff he thinks is woke on the surface i guess i guess i mean the the only thing that came good uh from it today is they did announce uh the batman 2 and matt reeves signed a overall development deal with them yeah but, but he also lost the cape crusader and i know cartoon <laughs> I was going to say, what the hell? But and I guess Matt they're allowed was to, also involved in allowed to shop it to other networks. If I was another network, I would snatch that up in a heartbeat. Disney, because, Disney should take that. Yeah, just as a big f you. I mean, I think it, I mean the, the talent behind it alone, Bruce Tim and him, and, and reading Brubaker. about it is there. Yeah, they're trying to make it like the animated series for you know now, which is awesome. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Sesame Street, they pulled a bunch of episodes from Sesame Street, and Sesame yeah, we Street don't want... was like, cool, we're going to put them for free on YouTube then. Yeah, we don't want any 
kids to learn anything. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. It's just, it's just like, I guess the big thing is it's just so bizarre. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. They don't understand the reasoning. They're just trying to do, I mean, obviously trying to do tax write-offs, but they're going to change. They're also losing shareholder value in the process. I know. It, it doesn't make any sense. I, I think I'm pretty sure they're going to change it all to freaking like a uh, reality TV streaming service. Yeah, like Deadliest Catch and Dirty Jobs yep. type stuff. Yeah. Which, if you like that stuff, it's fine. But I mean, you saw HBO... the presentation slide where uh, they split Warner Brothers Discovery, like the film and then the Discovery part. And like mm-hmm. the film was like male focus, like you know, uh, event streaming stuff. And then for women, it's all reality stuff. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my God. Like what? How did he get away with he's sitting that around slide? like uh, Don Draper and drinking scotch and totally <laughs> smoking. Like what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Reality shows, passive watches, like stuff that you can watch while you're cleaning the kitchen, I guess. Hey, do you want a show to watch while you're folding laundry? Well, <laughs> discovery, Warner brothers, discovery has the shows for you. And now they come patented with your very own soaking your feet in water. <laughs> As, this studio was founded by four brothers that for all their faults uh, kept the kept making movies. Um, we don't I make movies anymore, Zach. We make content. Yeah, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, Brad, hey, Brad, um, it's Did all about filling him? time in your empty, vapid lives. All right, Kevin Feige, settle down. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just very concerned because this means that they are going to, they have other things nearing a hatchet block. I don't think they'll get rid of TCM, but I, that would be the final straw for me. Of just like, I can't support this company anymore. Well, you always hope that if they do decide to do something like that. Uh-huh. A company like Paramount or Universal will buy their catalog. I would hope so. I mean, like treat it with th- respect. That that might come into play in the in the discussion later. But I'll simply say that I, I've been like I've tried to like hold my temper because it could just be corporate shakeup that mellows out. But this is just all like from Batgirl on. It's been nothing but like, do they understand the company that they bought? And if they do, do they understand how many people they're isolating slowly but surely? Like, it's not going to be an immediate thing. There's some people who don't give a shit and will keep HBO Max. But as soon as they get tired of Discovery's content, because it's all they create is reality content, then they're going to find out, well, why are our numbers dropping? It's like, well, because you bought a company that was full of great things to keep on there and you fucked that up. (laughs) So... It's just, it's part of me if I sound a little discouraged, but it's just like, I don't know. Like... It's, it's, they, they, I don't have faith in it at all. In fact, yeah. I was at, um, second and Charles on Sunday, just, you know, goofing off. And then I, I saw the DVD for, uh, check it out with Dr. Steve Brule. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I bought it because I said, you know what? This looks like a show that they would take off their streaming service, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and we, I already know they don't even have all the episodes of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. They do the same thing where they just randomly skip episodes and it's just. Thankfully, there's a new edition of Aqua Teen 
a complete series coming out. So, yeah. is it really? I didn't even see that. Yeah, it's like the uh, Baffler Meal box. So it's hmm. got like all the old DVDs in it. Fortunately, it's not Blu-ray still, but uh, um, I mean, I don't care. But yeah, if, I... if you're missing like, like I'm missing Aqua Unit Patrol Squad. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would just like track that down and buy that. But if I didn't have the other ones, you know, like I'm sure like a lot of people bought like the first four seasons and then trailed off when the packaging changed. So if you want to like uniform packaging, this is your chance to like put everything together. And is that a new thing you can pre-order or is it already out to buy? You have to pre-order. It's not out yet. So yeah, buy that. And uh, you don't have to worry about Warner Brothers Discovery taking away your Aqua Teen. Yep. Agreed. Would have been nice to upgrade to Blu-ray though. It also has the movie in it. Well, the first one now, there's a second one coming out. Yeah, it's 20 discs. Yeah, it's over not... $100, but it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I love that show. In fact, I remember when <laughs> you used to uh, uh, pirate them for me, and my iPod, I would always watch Hand Banana all the time. Hmm. Yeah. Tonight. You. <laughs> You know, and I'll always uh, cherish, uh, Brad, when we were at Denver Comic-Con, I don't know, six, seven years ago, when we were on after the Aqua Teen guys, <laughs> and the guy who voices Master Shake sounded normal until he got really excited, and then he sounded like Master Shake, and it was really funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. We kept looking at each other, giggling. Like, I know. like He did it! <laughs> Anywho, I can't think of a name of this next segment, so I'm just calling it one thing that we recommend this week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Zach, what's the one thing you watched that you would recommend this week? All right. Um, I recommend it on the grounds of if you want to watch a film about that, that teaches a harsh lesson about set responsibility and safety you look no further than 1928's noah's ark uh this thing's insane so i'd never seen it before but i'd seen a lot of clips of the flooding scenes because uh, the story goes that during the flooding sequences recreating noah's ark uh there were uh, a, a number of extras uh were either drowned or injured and uh, the main star, Dolores Costello, Colonia. Oh, wait, that's not supposed to be funny. No, it's not even close to funny. <laughs> um, and um, But uh, the film itself is interesting because it's directed by Michael Curtiz, and it's a part talkie, so it's um, it's when they, they already had the film virtually, like, paced and set to go, and then sound was added into the mix by Warner Brothers because this is a Warner Brothers film. Uh, so they added stuff into the mix post jazz singer craze and um, the sound sequences are the, the weakest part of the film per se. Like it's, it's not a, it's not a, a, a dazzling amount of conversation and the technology is a little bit stilted. Like it's it, the sound doesn't match the heights of what the jazz singer sounds like. And I don't know if that's because the jazz singer has had the benefit of being restored so many years and so many times. Um, but these sound sequences were just very like the, 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 the actors don't know how to work the microphone yet. 
Um, but Curtiz proves that you can move that camera while keeping sound because there's a lot of dubbed singing and stuff like that. Um, when this movie is a silent movie, it crushes. It's a fantastic looking film, a fantastic piece of silent film, uh, with the exception of the flooding sequence itself, because it's very difficult to actually watch that footage and not think about all those people suffering. Um, <clears throat> there is a, uh, a weird story element of it where 60% of this movie is a World War I drama, and then the last 40% of it is the Noah's Ark story as a comparison to their particular situation. So they're using it as allegory. Um, and at one point, I saw something that I will never forget, and it's before the flooding, but Noah goes up to the rocks to hear, to see God give him his message. And the messages come in stone tablets that go um, onto the side of a mountain and are like perfect uh, type font, by the way, Brad. <laughs> like a perp- no, no, uh, no papyrus uh, text there, just straight up uh, regular um, courier font. <laughs> um, and uh, it, uh, as they are showing God's commandment to flood the entirety of the earth, you see a stop motion Noah puppet <laughs> to provide perspective because it's, it's, it's just, it's a little jarring out of all the things I thought I'd see in this movie, a stop motion Noah was not in my bag of tricks there. Um, so if you want to see this, I actually found out it is available on internet archive. If you want to check it out. Um, it's, um, but if you want to get it off of Warner archive and support that effort, it's uh, about 10 bucks. Um, it's going to have a Ballyhoo episode because of the set safety and set responsibility, but it's interesting to watch Curtis working in the silent motif and also in the transition sound. So it's a little bit of a bonkers experience. Um, if you just run with it, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate it. You won't love it, but you'll appreciate what's being done there. And then when you get to the flooding scene, you'll be frustrated like I am. Um, and you will get an early, early, early appearance by Myrna Loy. So there, there's that in your in your back pocket. Uh, so, yeah, that's the thing I would recommend. Brad? Oh, this is tough. I got two things I want to recommend, but we can only do one. I guess I'll go with the one that I saw weeks ago so I don't forget more of it. I really want to talk to the other one too. Yeah, you can break the rules, Brad. Okay. <gasps> I can. Yeah, sweet. The, the rules are an illusion. Don't think you are. No, you are. The Matrix. Yeah, I'm not going to let the man tell me how to review movies. So wait it now. <laughs> okay, so I saw this movie, or maybe more of a documentary called uh, "My Old School," which is about a person in. I forget the town. It's in Scotland, I think. It's like Bearsden, I think. Bearsden, Scotland. Um, mm. And the movie starts out like pre- presenting a mystery that you don't know like what the mystery even is, except that um, the guy it's about didn't want to be on camera. So he did the interview audio only. And then they had Alan Cumming come in and pretend to be him on camera in the interviews. So Whenever he's talking, Alan Cumming is is you know mouthing his words for him and you know making faces, mm. emulating what he must feel like the words are projecting. I guess yeah, we describe it. 
And so they're talking about this school in Bearsden, Scotland, uh, where this guy enrolled and I'll go ahead and say he's basically a 30 year old pretending to be an 18 year old or 16 year old. Mm. Sorry. Um, and he got away with it for like a year. Um, all because when 20 years earlier, he went to that school and he wanted to be, he wanted to get like a profession in the medical field. Um, he graduated and he applied to, to medical school. And I guess there's like these really strict qualifications for even going to medical school there. Um, basically he couldn't cut it and didn't think that he was given a fair shake. So he has this plan to go back. Like you can't, like you can't be an old person and go to medical school for some reason. Like you have to be super young to enroll. So yeah, he went back and pretended to be like a 16 year old for a year. Um, like made up all these crazy lies and ruses and no one like not even the kids or the administrators had any clue what was going on. Um, and it gets really weird when he gets cast as like the lead in uh, Miss Saigon in the school play. So um, I'm sorry, you said this is a documentary? The documentary. Yeah. Oh, okay. Made by one of the students who went there and was like friends with him at the time. Interesting. Yeah. So, and then, you know, they don't really have footage of that time other than the play itself. So all the other, other than the interviews with the people, uh, it's all animated, like comic book art. Hmm. So, uh, like they have, yeah, tuned versions of all the people and then they, you know, animate all these events that they're talk- talking about. And yeah. So that's kind of a crazy story. Um, and to watch it, like all the details unfold and you're just like, yeah, how did like all these adults just completely. And then, you know, uh, I guess another spoiler is they show, they finally do show footage of him at the end of the movie and you're just like how did they think that this guy was that young like he's so much taller than all the other students <laughs> and yeah and it's really weird yeah when he's like in the school play and he's like kissing the the female lead and you're just like uh oh that's weird like in in the story they say like he tried to get out of it but i guess it would have blown his cover so he just went along with it but it's still creepy um but yeah overall the whole thing was just like he wanted to get into school medical school because he just he had the, this calling to do medicine and and uh yeah just couldn't cut it doesn't blame himself for any like he doesn't think he has any shortcomings like it was his destiny so there's kind of like a you know it, it was fun but also you know he's not all it's not a, a totally feel-good story um, it's a really weird story. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's a pretty entertaining way to present it. Um, so, but it wasn't the the like the trailer makes it seem like so much more uh, dramatic than it really is. Because um, I, I, I said in the movie, I'm like, oh, that's it. Like I thought there was gonna be something like after the reveal that he was trying to get into medical school. Um, mm. So, and there's a lot of setup, and I'm I'm. I imagine because it's made by one of his classmates that there's a lot of nostalgia going on. So I'd say like a good half of the first half of the movie is just kind of like 
reminiscing about what school was like there for all of them. Yeah. So, yeah. There was also good things too. Like he was, he protected, you know, the, the nerdier kids and introduced them to cool music. And, uh, you know, once you know, he built a circle and like the bullies came into it too. So he really galvanized his class and made everyone feel welcome. Um, yeah. So there's some positive stuff to it too. Um, yeah, and then the other thing I watched was a Duplass Brothers movie called Spin Me Round, which has Allison Brie, Aubrey Plaza, uh, Tim Heidecker, uh, Zach Woods, a um, whole bunch of people. Or Allison Brie is a restaurant manager who gets uh, invited on a special uh, vacation to Italy to meet with the uh, founder of basically what amounts to an Olive Garden. <laughs> franchise uh he started it you know as a as a serious thing and then you know grew into franchises and so there's like a retreat for all the best managers in the country and uh instantly she thinks like oh i'm gonna go there and fall in love and she kind of starts this romance with the founder but then there's like this underlying like this retreat isn't what it seems to be because some of the women are disappearing and uh like all the invitees, even the men have like fe- traditionally female names. So like there's something seedy going on. Um, and the Aubrey Plaza character is kind of at odds with the founder all the time. And it's pretty fun, although aimless, like a, like a Duplass Brothers movie where like I enjoyed watching it. But by the end, I was like, well, what was, what was the point of all that really? Because uh, the very <laughs> final I guess fourth or fifth of the movie just goes completely off the rails zany and out of nowhere that I was like, Oh, this Mm. is, this is a pivot. I did not expect. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of setup. Uh, Like, I think it takes almost like 45 minutes just to get to Italy. I think it felt like, but um, yeah, it was still pretty fun. So, I mean, all the people involved, I adore. So, yeah. Sounds like a cool one. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, it's, yeah, it's it's a fun one. Yeah, it, it looks like a, like a you know, the poster art like looks like some kind of romantic comedy, but it's it's really just kind of like a like all these cool comedy people that you know just if it, it feels like they just wrote a movie so they could get a free trip to Italy. <laughs> um and it's a bit of a little bit of a travelogue because some of the scenes are just like, hey, here's us in this other town in Italy, just shopping um, and hanging out. And then we cut back to the actual plot. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the one thing I, I will recommend, I mean, I don't know if I'm recommending this. It's called a Thriller, A Cruel Picture. And sometimes because I just buy movies randomly, you know, when I'm out and about. So Which I your went to, wife loves. Uh, yeah. Uh, I went to Twist and Shout and it was the first time I was there in a long time without my kid. So I kind of just spent, you know, like an hour or so there just looking. Um, and I saw this box art with a woman holding a shotgun and wearing an eye patch. 
I says, oh, sweet, I'm going to get this. And it's by Vinegar Syndrome released it. So I already knew it was going to be, you know, probably not the highest quality movie, but at least it'd be entertaining. And <laughs> I, I left and I'm sitting in my car getting ready to go to uh, Alamo. And I said, oh, maybe I should read what this movie is about. <laughs> like I literally didn't even read anything about it. And um, I read that it's a really notorious grindhouse exploitation film. And um, that's exactly what it is. It's about a woman who was sexually assaulted as a child and became a mute. And one day when she leaves her farm with uh, after working, she's picked up by this guy named Tony, who is a pimp and injects her, her with heroin after he... <laughs> gives her like uh the date rape drug in her drink and um he makes her addicted so she has to prostitute but on her days off she trains in martial arts in shooting in driving and um the last uh probably 35 40 minutes of the movie is her just killing people and it's done in this super high speed camera where it's really super slow motion. And I, I think it was shot on 16 millimeter. So it has this really cool, like aesthetic to it. And it's super gory. Uh, the first guy she shoots, he, she shoots him in the head and this blood just pours out of his head. And then she shoots him while he's on the ground with his back turned to the camera. And then he turns towards the camera and there's, like guts and stuff oozing out of him <laughs> it's super exploitive um and actually the most shocking thing to me when i was watching it is there is three or four hardcore sex scenes in it like they actually show penetration <laughs> and i go uh i did not expect this at all <laughs> and my wife room <laughs> yeah oh yeah no i was watching it alone in the dark and my my wife came home from work and she's like what the fuck are you watching and i said i don't know <laughs> because there's not that much dialogue and it's from sweden i woke up and, and this was on <laughs> yeah i told you not to bother me when i'm cleaning my room um but like it's entertaining in um a schlocky like grindhouse way if that makes sense but i would never tell someone that they need to see this movie if that makes any sense either like i like i had fun watching it and there's an english dub version on it so i'll probably watch that too i'm guessing the american version doesn't have the scenes with penetration of sex but i don't know maybe it does i don't know um but yeah, I was a little shocked when I watched it. I'll be honest. Um, and it takes a lot to shock me. But it's entertaining. Uh, the Blu-ray is really cool. Um, the first disc has a, um, a feature-length documentary on it. And I haven't got to the second disc yet. But it also has interviews with the actress and um, a bunch of other people uh, involved with the film. So uh, I- I'm interested. And it might make an appearance on my favorite Blu-rays at the end of the year. Um, just because the movie is so insane and the, uh, the blue, the first disc on the Blu-ray is really well done. So if the second one 
has really good interviews and really gets into um, the making of the film, then I, I'd probably put it on there. But again, I don't know if I'm recommending it. It's just something I watched that took me by surprise. And if you, any of you guys want to borrow it, yeah, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> I, I don't want you guys to waste $24 on it, all right? Well, I'm, I'm buying it on online right now, so too late. Oh, nice. <laughs> there is, really. I did find there is a 4K version of it that I did not get. Um, I don't know if I need to see 4K sexual penetration shots. And it's like close up, too. It's not like sensual at all. It's literally just P going in V in really <laughs> like close ups. And it looks like they probably, just set up. Probably pulled from like a different set of footage. Like a... Oh, I, I it wouldn't surprise me because um, the lead actress, I mean, she's really pretty, but you know, they show her boobs a lot in it, but they never really show. I, I you know what I mean? Like you can kind of tell that it's probably not her. I mean, it could be, I don't know. Maybe I'll find out when I watch all the special features, but I did not. It, it looks like those may have been from like filmed at a different time. I don't know. <laughs> probably there's an Alamo draft house Q and a on the disc with her. So is maybe there? she'll oh. explain that. Cool. Yeah. It must be on the second disc. Because the first disc only has uh, the making of documentary, um, which it's good too. It's it's yeah, it's like forty eight minutes long. But you know, sometimes when you watch movies like that, it's hard. It's hard to watch making it after you just watched um, hardcore sex and then like people getting blown away. But you know, in an entertaining way, and the character looks cool. So it's a Swedish director. Yep. It's uh it's interesting. So you never know sometimes when you buy something, you never know what you're gonna get. It's like Forrest Gump, really. Anywho, that's the one thing mm. I recommend. Nice. So I guess there's uh, a original language so there's like two versions. The the you yeah. probably got the you probably got the like Swedish one, then there's like the English language version on there. Called- yeah, so the this, yeah, the second disc is like the the girl with the eye patch or something. They call her One Eye, aka Hooker's Revenge. Oh no, maybe I'm totally wrong. So, containing yeah, alternate so, and extended footage not seen since the film's 42nd Street playdates. Oh man, there's extended footage. Uh oh, maybe it's <laughs> like a total porn. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm I'm fixing to find out. Yeah, the uncut festival version of Thriller in the original Swedish. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I watched. Yeah, that's probably what we watched, yeah. Because I, yeah, I watched this. Well, I wanted to watch the original and um, first before I watched, you know, the dubbed version. Is this part of a trilogy? Is it? I have no idea. I, I told you, like, there's, I, yeah, there's like uh, three trailers on here and there's one for Thriller, which is this movie. But then there's like, so they call her One Eye is like, it seems like it's another movie and there's a trailer for Hooker's Revenge. Oh, maybe. Um, wow. Let's see. I happen to be on IMDb right now. Well, when I type in Hooker's Revenge, um, Thriller, Cruel Picture pops up. You know, you know what there must be? Because there's a note in the details here that says, if you're seeing this listing, that means the box edition of Thriller has sold out. So there probably was mm. a three movie set oh gotcha 
and I got like the bare bones one. Yeah, or just the first movie. Well, no, this I mean, well, the English version's on it. Um, I do know that. You know, there's two discs, and it has a reversible cover art. So, well, I mean, like they call her One Eye and Hooker's Revenge. I thought they were just bonus features, but I think they're actual like the other two movies. That's why there's three trailers. Huh. Anyway. Yeah, and then when I type in, they call her One Eye Thriller. A cruel picture pops up again. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if it's the same movie, but like three different cuts of it. Maybe. No, I'll let you know. Um, I'll follow it up. Next week, uh, we can pick a movie that's come out or 3,000 Years of Longing uh, is opening. I I am so down to watch George Miller's latest. I agree. I, I was going to see that anyway. I was hoping we get to um, I Love My Dad, but you can always you have to stream that one. Oh. Well, so yeah, as long um, as it's not on HBO Max, I will be fine to watch it. I mean, we could do an Idris Elba double feature with this and Beast. <laughs> oh, oh, I did see oh, Beast God. already. So uh, yeah, did you really? I, I, I did. I went to I went to go watch Bullet Train on Saturday night, and I was chatting with my friend in the parking lot afterward. And Brad <laughs> pulls up and goes, "Hey." And I'm like, oh. but then I get a loser. We're going to watch movies. <laughs> I'm just like, again, no, I just watched one. <laughs> yeah, I got oh, out nice. of Beast. I, yeah, he saw Beast. So it was he, the latest movie that evening. Yep. Only like, what, 80 minutes, 90 minutes, something like that? So, yeah, let's watch. Uh, let's do a Idris Elba double feature since that's cool. I'm down. a rare thing to cross paths with and then um, yeah, that is true. maybe I Love My Dad is a September thing. Yep, because you know, I'm down to see a handsome man twice in one week. Yeah, there you go. Hey, maybe the other nerd sent something in and you'll hear from him now. Hey film buddies, follow me around Denver. Once again, I'm either, depending on which episode this is airing in, I'm either a voice from the future or a voice for this current week. So let's take a look at what's going on. All right, this week, the Cine Insomnia at the Esquire is Donnie Darko, the original theatrical version, September 2nd and 3rd. And then next weekend, the 9th and 10th, is they're going to have Get Out from 2017. And then... September 16th and 17th is a special presentation of The Room with Tommy Wiseau in person both nights. So get your tickets to that because it will definitely sell out before you get there. And then the drive-in situation, the 88 has closed for the season already, so that won't be getting updated this week. But the Holiday Twin is giving it another weekend. And on screen one, they have Minions the Rise of Gru, and Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm guessing the re-release special edition. And then on screen two, they have a retro feature of Beetlejuice and the Addams Family. So check those out. And uh, coming up, uh, the 48-hour screenings are happening uh, the 16th and 17th at the Bug Theater. Uh, Salmonagua Loco is in Group C on the 17th, Saturday night at 8 p.m. 
um, and tickets should be on sale pretty soon for that. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on around town. Thank you everybody for listening. As always, we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Bye. Oh, actually, I do have to say one thing before we get out of here. The oh my the, god, <laughs> the the very nice lady when I went and saw um, the movie at the Alamo, she was at the front desk. She really liked our T-shirt. The uh, 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 it's the uh, chainsaw one, and nice. and I said, yeah, um, it's my podcast. She said, oh, you have a podcast? I said, <laughs> I do. We're the real nerds. So I'm a white man, of course. I have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. sorry go on yeah so yeah no it was just nice that she said that cool uh hopefully there are new follower listener and we appreciate it bye (laughs) bye well a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bolognium for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.